Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Biz How To. Welcome to The Breakfast Show. It's Audrey and Ryan with you. Now, succession can be a very painful and critical time for family businesses. According to Family Business Consulting Group, less than one-third of family businesses survive into the second generation, and only about 13% make it into the third generation. That's right. So as family businesses are often built upon the values and tacit knowledge of the founding generation, a lot is internalized sometimes, not being spelled out clearly. You have to really make sure there is a smooth transition of leadership from one generation to the next And that becomes vital in continuing the family legacy So in today's Biz How To, we look at the key elements of a family succession plan With an industry expert of close to three decades And he's here with us in the studio Ethan Chu, CEO of Family Succession Advisors. Welcome to the studio, Ethan. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ryan Audrey. Good morning. Great to have you here. Uh, let's start with the stat that we just shared with only a third of family businesses making it to the second generation. So we know you've helped many family businesses um, navigate the twists and turns of succession planning. So in your experience, Ethan, why is it so challenging to keep family businesses alive? And what are the key considerations affecting a smooth transition? Well, you mentioned the statistic, not a high percentage of families actually get successfully passed on. Mm. I would say one of the main reasons is that the families, many of them do not have a succession plan in mind. Right? There are surveys that actually show that up to 70% of family businesses do not actually plan for the future. Now, what and why is that so? Many times you have business owners who are busy either building the business or if they're second generation business owners, they are continuing to run the business. So you know, planning for the future or planning when I die is not something that they often want to think about. Mm. Right. So, and for others, um, the question is, yes, I may have thought of that eventual, eventuality, but how do I go about doing so? Right. So I would say the lack of planning is one of the, the main reasons. And the other thing is for many family businesses, as they always say, you can choose your friends and colleagues, but you can't choose your family <laughs> members. That's true. Um, uh. If, for example, you are brought up in a family where from young you have been pull into the family business by your parents to help in the family business, uh, very often you may have siblings. So whether you like them or not, you have to learn to work with your siblings. And some have found that they can't, <laughs> right? So there's this conflict there. So assuming that a family can work together you know, in the current generation, it doesn't necessarily mean that the next generation can work with each other very closely, right? In the current generation, you may work closely with with your siblings, you may have grown up working in the family business together, but your children and their children may not have had this experience and the world is different. So for them, you know, I have some families where cousins do not even want to work with each other. They do not even want to see each other. Mm. It could be due to conflict, but it's if you look at it, it's there is no foundation, right? Because they have not grown up in the same household. They have not grown up in the same country for that matter, mm. right? Or their parents may be running different parts of the business. So very often, you know, conflict situations arise and this, you know, the issues escalate as we go across the generations. Yeah, Ethan, talking about succession, there is this show on HBO called Succession. And I think it brings to fore a lot of the issues mentioned, conflict and how to manage these conflicts. 
How realistic is that show versus what you normally see every day? Uh, I would say a lot of the issues there, as much as they seem to be a story and fiction, it actually happens in, in real life, right? A lot of situations, a lot of times, if you think about the conflict, it's conflict sometimes is between the current generation. Sometimes it's conflict between the next generation. Sometimes it's conflict across generations, mm-hmm. right? So if you think about a typical family, a typical business-owning family, right? Um, in Asia, we still have many successful families run by a patriarch or matriarch who are maybe in their 60s to 80s and they have been running the business with an iron fist. Uh, you see the dynamics very different. You know, when you talk to the children who are taking over the business, uh, when you talk to the children in the presence of their parents and in the absence of their parents, sometimes it's, it's very different, right? So for some of these families, the parents rule with an iron fist and when it comes to succession, the children who may be already running part of the business mm-hmm. do not have any idea how much they would eventually be getting, right? So I have uh, business owners or second generation business owners who lament that they are already running certain parts of the business, but they're concerned about how much of the family wealth their children are going to inherit mm. because daddy or mommy are not open, right? And why are their parents not open with discussing the succession, right? Some parents actually do have the fear that, oh, if I give my shares of the business to my children right now, then they are not going to look after me anymore. They're not going to visit me anymore. I lose my control. I lose my power, right? So this is the psyche of the business owner. Um, It's actually true. Some some family owners actually are concerned that if I actually tell my children that upon our death, they will inherit certain shares of our business, then I'm concerned that they will hasten the process meaning mm. that they might do something to, to kill me or, or hasten my death so that they can get the shares. So what happens for some of these families is their children are running their business. They have no idea how much they're going to get. And ultimately, very much is uh, every man or woman for himself or even if they don't need the wealth, they are concerned about the next generation, right? We have families where, for example, I have four children. My brother has one child. If daddy or mommy is going to split the business equally, 50% to me, 50% to my brother, then my children, are only, you know, have, my, my pot has to be divided across four children. So for some of them, they feel that it's unfair. I'm running the show, I'm the CEO or CEO-elect, and therefore, you know, the conflict situation arises. Okay, uh, well, I want to stick to the topic of generational differences now. So in this era, right, it's the millennials and it's Gen Zs that are stepping into the workforce uh, as potential heirs to family enterprises. So, you know, bridging that generational gap is another thing that many businesses may be thinking about and dealing with. Um, is this a challenging issue for Gen Z or millennials to take over their family businesses? And how are they dealing with it as times change? Um, yeah, I think that's a very, very important aspect of the succession and transition. Um, I think if you look at the Gen Z, they have grown up in a different world, right? For them, many of them would not know a world where there is no internet. And, you know, I belong to the Gen Gen X and and we have gone through the phase where there's no internet, right? So for many of them, uh, their views are different. They would like to do things for a purpose, whereas for their parents or their grandparents, business is there first and foremost. We need to make it profitable. We need to protect ourselves. We need to feed our families. But for the current generation or the the, the Gen, Gen Z, it may be what are our business purposes and how do we benefit the society 
Or from a personal perspective, I would like to do something only if I believe in it, you know, or in my day-to-day life, if I join the family business, it has to be completely what I want to do, not what needs to be done, right? So sometimes in running or maintaining a business, you have to do things that need to be done rather than what I want to, to do, right? So that's one aspect. The other aspect is sometimes the, 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 the sense of entitlement, mm. right? So, I mean, you can't blame this generation because they have not gone through times where, they may not have gone through times where it's, it's, it's tough, and you're scrapping and to put food on the table or, or to pay your employees. So for many of them, their ideas are, okay, what new business can I go into? And this is interesting, right? So sometimes there's the gap there. Yeah, you think you mentioned so many points of potential conflict. So let's lay out some ways to manage these conflicts, right? For example, if you've got a family of siblings and one of them says, hey, I should be a CEO. How do you go about fixing such a situation? Yeah, well, very often if they are really starting to have conflict, what we need to do as we go in to help them is to first make it clear to them that we're helping all of you. We're not helping one member of the family or we're not helping the person who brought us in. And the issue is, you know, we have to lay the roles on the table, right? So very often for a succession plan to work, the family has to be very clear. What do we want to achieve? What is the mission and vision? And what are the values of our business that we want to uphold? This may take some time uh, for families to discuss and get their heads around. But we have to remind them that ultimately, if there is no family business, you know, all of you might be out on the streets, mm. right? So you have to first put the family business over all of your individual interests. Then and only then can you be and your family be taken care of. So we have to set things right. There has to be um, a certain discussion on who should have the right to manage the different parts of the business. And actually between generations or even for them, you know, who ultimately should own the shares. With shares, you get the power. Who sits on the board and you know, who has certain voting rights. And also going forward, who should these rights be passed on to? Right? Because for some of them, um, they may be thinking of the next generation, right? They may say that, look, we are okay, we are fine. You know, we don't see eye to eye. But the reason why I'm pushing so hard is I'm thinking of the next generation. Mm. So we also have to put in place, you know, processes uh, to allow the next generation to step up. For example, I may have a child who is already in their 20s, but, you know, my sibling may have the child who is three or four years old. So across the different generations, they come into the business at different times. So how do we provide for that? How do you allow opportunities for everyone to come in? All right, Ethan, before we let you go, you spoke about the lack of planning for many families, right? But let's say they do, they do plan. But it goes beyond just trying to make sure the transition goes smoothly, right? They all, there's also the important element of making sure that the business can do well, right? Can be sustained and successful in the long run. Uh, what are some essential elements that need to be included as part of a solid succession plan, you think? You're right. I think it's one thing to plan, but plans can change, mm-hmm. right? And situations change. So we need to constantly have the family gather together for meetings. You have to have regular discussions and to have a committee of persons, for example, certain representatives of the family to look at how circumstances have changed, circumstances of the world, uh, our competitors, our industry. And maybe we need to look at new ways of marketing, you know, social media, for example, rather than a traditional just door-to-door, mm. you know, or, or shop, shop front sales. So I think the family has to be aware and be open to new ideas of the next generation, right? And to allow these ideas to be presented and to evaluate them, you know, really objectively. Yeah. And this has to be done on an ongoing basis. 
All right. Well, an eye-opening chat about balancing family values and adapting to business changes. Thanks so much, Ethan, for the insights to succession planning and for joining us on The Breakfast Show. Thank you very much. Thank you. We've been speaking with Ethan Chu. He's the Chief Executive Officer of Family Succession Advisors. Lots more to come on the show. Keep it here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.